Welcome back to Name Change Pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. You can find me on Twitter at bpriest24. That's at B-P-R-E-E-C-E-24. I'm joined today by co-host Josh Keel. Hi, Brian. How are you? You got a Twitter handle there, Josh? I do. It's Rise and Shout. It's uh, R-Y-S-E-N-S-H-O-U-T. We're going to get you a new Twitter handle. We've really got to do that before. It's the most appropriate Twitter handle there is for this podcast today. For this today. one in particular. That's it. And uh, Tommy Jerome is also going to join us today. He'll chime in once in a while. Tommy? Hey, how's it going? It's Tommy Jerome at Ruthless underscore Lupe. That's R-U-T-H. L-E-S-S underscore L-U-P-E, my rap name. I'm going to keep pushing that rap name in your rap career. There was once a a weekend spent with hashtag save Tommy's job, Mm -hmm. hashtag Mm -hmm. save Tommy's rap career. Where Brian also befriended the maintenance man. Yeah, yeah. Is that bad to to befriend somebody? Can we stop calling him Tommy and just start calling him Ruthless Lupe for the rest of the podcast? Yes, that seems fair. So Josh and Ruthless Lupe are here with us today. Uh, it, today's podcast is going to be a BYU football season preview. So we've got our resident expert, Josh Keel, on this one. We'll cover last season and just do a brief overview of what they did last year. And then I'm going to kick it to Josh, and he's basically going to run this whole thing. The only drawback for you as a listener is you get to hear my sweet dulcet tones a little bit less. You want the, the recap from last year? Nah, not quite yet. <laughs> okay. So uh, okay. BYU, BYU is is led by head coach Kalani Sataki. This is his fourth season. Last year they went seven and six. Is that seven and six in conference or seven and six overall? Overall, no conference. Seven and six over. Hey, That's yo. right. They're independent. Oh yeah. Boo. They've got an ESPN contract, so you hang your head on that. Fact. Yeah. They defeated Western Michigan. In the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which as far as Idaho Potato Bowls go, this is the most famous one. I like potatoes. Played on the blue turf. Tommy likes potatoes. And uh, at the end of the year, BYU finished the 2018 season most decidedly unranked. 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 So, what? quick quick recap of last season, Josh. Cover... Uh- you know, take a couple minutes. So last There's not, was, not much good to talk about, so I'm excited for this portion of the podcast. Take it away, False. Josh. There were good things to talk about. They beat Wisconsin. There was a young gun involved, I there heard. There was a young gun involved. The but before the young gun, gun got what, involved. Was the NRA involved? Uh, it's Utah. Of course the NRA was involved. Okay. Um, Red State. Two, uh, <coughs> they, had two, they had two wins against P5 schools. They beat Arizona to start the season. They beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. So okay, just because they're in a Power Ooh. 5 conference doesn't make them a Power 5 school. Remember Arizona? That? Remember that when you talk about the Utes. Um, so they beat those two teams, right? And then, so that was the, kind of the high part. And then they uh, roller coastered through the year. Little win, little loss. They uh, Tanner Mangum, not that good. And then uh, they pulled him out. Then they put in the young gun. And they did all right. And then... Yeah, when he's on a, currently on a 19 completion streak. Talk with some enthusiasm, some, some gusto, some passion. Here's the problem: some gusto. They lost to NIU and they lost to Washington by a lot, and they lost to Cal by three points. So seems like you skated over the NIU loss. That's no, uh, I said, that's, I started, what does you NIU just skated for? over the Northern Illinois Huskies? That's true. That's true. Yeah, they should have skated over. That they the lost Illinois. to at home. Yeah, by one. It was frustrating. I was there. I sat Oof, through the whole thing. So, so, so when you lose by one, that still counts the same on the 
on the scoreboard and in the standings as it does if you lose by three scores? From from most of the times I've checked. Anyway, those are the reasons why I might not be talking as loud. Is it McNeese State? McNeese, they beat McNeese State, yep. Okay. Whoop the crap out of McNeese State. Um, I remember Utah the state game. I remember the yeah. Hawaii game. Was that oh, last yeah. year? You went to? Did you come to the Hawaii game? Yeah, that, that was, was when game. Young Gun came in. Yeah, that was when Young yeah. Gun came in. Utah State what game day. not as fun. Boise State game fun. Would have liked to have seen a better outcome. They got stopped at the two yard line and lost by five uh, on the last play of the game. All right, move on. Nobody cares. We're talking so, about 2019 now. Yeah, so 2019, recap. That's the recap, right? They beat Western Michigan in the Potato Bowl. Now I've been on Boise State's field. It's pretty nice. They got a new field this year, though. So Still what are you going to do? Still blue. Bluer, actually. Bluer. Yeah. Um, but those are your people because you're from southern Idaho, right? Logan? What do you mean, your mm. people? Yeah, that's a good question, Brian's Tommy. people. I mean, Brian's people this year. Zach Wilson's back. He should be better. He had a little bit of a, sh- little bit of a shoulder surgery. Minor shoulder surgery. Had a shoulder thing. Shoulder. Minor, minor deal on his shoulder. They're, so, they're, they're on the sidelines in spring ball, and somebody said... He's got a bit of a shoulder. He's got a bit of a sling on his shoulder in the spring. So we'll see what happens yeah. with that. Um, Wainers on the glass at the Alana <laughs> Club? <laughs> nope. No good. <laughs> yep. So I think the biggest difference for, for the offense this year, the biggest difference for the offense this year will be the running backs. They got this dude named Tyson Williams, which is a weird name, but it is what it is. So his name's Tyson Williams. Yeah, you, Sun- you've got on here the uh, two transfer backs, Tyson yep. Williams and Emmanuel Asukpa? I think that's how you say his name, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. He's from Rice. Asukpa is from Rice, and he's supposed to be like a big, like 230-pound, like bowling ball guy. Well, if you uh, if you just throw that name on a, you know, go into a sandwich shop and throw mm-hmm. that name on the sheet when you order your sandwich, yeah. they're bound to say it correctly, and then you'll know. That's a good idea. Just uh, the, Emmanuel Asukpa, and then just the, uh, let that 17-year-old girl that's never left utah <laughs> county tell you how it's yeah, pronounced yeah the uh the diversity in provo definitely will get me the correct pronunciation of that no doubt about um, it and then tyson williams played for south carolina last year okay so, so he played for him or he, he was for, on the roster he played for him graduate he's a graduate transfer oh he's a graduate transfer, graduate transfer. Okay. so he actually has statistics he averaged like four and a half yards of carry in the sec games last year he was only averaging like eight or ten carries a game they they kind of i went back and watched some south carolina games to see how he is and they did a lot of running back by committee last year so he didn't get like the brunt of the load but he i mean he's still an sec caliber running back who was getting playing time in the sec so did he has he given any interviews or talked about why he chose byu over what probably i assume were other offers uh i think uh, he has i haven't heard him specifically say why but to what I just like divined from watching the situation, we needed a running backs. We had Laponi Katoa who's coming back. And then you had the Canada kid. He left. Okay. And so last year, like last year during the Utah game, we were on our fifth string running back because everybody got hurt. And so, so is that an excuse for No, it's just a fact. Like I'm you not, know, allowing I'm, a twenty plus point no. comeback in the second half. You guys know me well enough to know I'm not gonna come on here and make an excuse for that. That's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe you didn't even sit by us. I provided you with a meal before the game. You did. And then you... You wouldn't have sold me out for that ticket? Did you see where my ticket was? No. It was the 18th row. You just disappeared. I got pictures. I'll show you. It hurt. Yeah. I had great seats. I could see the facial expressions on the players. The pain is still active in my heart, just so you know. I can give you a hug later. My ass is still frozen. Oh, I thought that was going to go a different direction. I was, yeah, I was wondering. (laughs) I was eyeballing Tommy. I giving him the sideways glance. What's going on with your ass, Tommy? 
Uh, hopefully those two running backs will be able to come in with Lapina Katoa. They'll be able to have a better running game, and that'll be able to buy the young gun some uh Lapina Katoa? Sorry. L- Lopini Katoa. Lopini Katoa. His name used to be Zach Katoa when he was in high school. Zachary. And then the young gun took the name. Came home, switched it to Lopini even before the young gun took over. So I don't know why. I don't know. Got back to his roots or something. Mm. But he's Lapini Katoa. Sounds shady. Yep. So he should be pretty good. S- Biggest question. Oh, the other best players can be tight end Matt Bushman. He's like preseason all the awards like Mackey Award and all that stuff candidate. So oh, okay, he should be pretty good. He was a freshman All American his freshman year. Last year he kind of had a sophomore slump. Hopefully he'll be back because uh, Zach will be able to get him the ball and we'll be able to have a running game to make it. So Zach. So you're talking Young Gun. Young Gun Zach. Young Gun Wilson. Yeah, Young Gun Wilson will be able the, to. We set the over and a half. Over and under at six and a half, and I yeah. think I've already lost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you can't you can't talk about Zach Wilson without calling him young gun. That just ah, doesn't make sense. He's he's young, and there's a gun involved. There is, there is so much um, talent. It's so much. It's it reminds me of when Brian Johnson played, and he was seventeen, and every game they had to talk about how he was seventeen when he was a freshman. Anyway, I digress. Wow. So, um. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's real, that's the offense. That's the offense. Hopefully they'll be better. Uh, Hopefully. So the, so the, so the weak spot. So if you want to so talk about BYU a weak spot. fans, well, really quick, just to recap, BYU fans on offense, you're going to be looking at Zach Wilson at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking at Matt Bushman. Matt Bushman as a end. tight end, mm-hmm. and, and he's uh, at, he's a uh, junior this year. Junior, yep. And, he's and then the two and, transfer running backs and Moroni. <coughs> Moroni. Hmm. I wonder where he L- grew up. LP MLP because his last name's like. Laporta Putu Tau or something? I don't know. It's Putu Tau is his, is his last name. I like it. Try. So um, he he comes back. He hurt his ACL last year, got a medical red shirt, uh-huh. and so he's back. Okay, perfect. The biggest worry spot is wide receivers because they got a bunch of dudes who I know all their names, but they haven't been that impressive, and now they're juniors. So I don't know if they're going to get better this year or if – they're going to continue to be who they are. Like BYU seems to have a habit of bringing in these incredible athletes at the wide receiver position, yeah. and then they never develop past being an incredible yeah, athlete. Exactly, and so like Ross Oppo, yeah, I think Ross is a good Oppo, example. Yep, Oppo. example. There's another dude named O'Neill Chambers who got fat and became a tight end. Like I, d- I think I do yeah. remember that name. So this year they got Talon Shubway, Aleva Hifo. Aleva Hifo, I'll always remember for dropping a pass in the Utah game. Uh, Micah Simon. Uh, those are the three big ones coming back. Uh, they got a dude named Gunnar Romney and this kid named Luca Andrada, who are freshmen who are supposed to be real good, but never know what the freshmen. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's where they're at with wide receiver. Big, me? That's the question mark to me. What about what Neil? <laughs> Do you really not know about Neil? No. No. <laughs> Neil Poe got kicked off the team in the summer for a DUI. He would have been a really good wide receiver, but he's not on the team anymore. He's got to try to get back in school because he had a DUI in like late June or early July. Mm. Okay, so 30 seconds. Tell me about the offensive line, and then we'll move on to offensive the defense. Offensive line seems like they're going to be beasts. They got three guys who were supposed to be uh, like, if not, they're not going to be like all Americans, but they would be all conference or whatever. In, in I've heard there's thing. a lot of professional talent. Yeah, a lot of NFL guys that are going to be there. So hopefully the offensive line will be beasts. And they're, they say they're about eight deep this year, so – We'll see. We'll see how it goes when they actually have to push. I mean, first game is going to tell because they're going to play one of the best defensive lines in the country. So if they can handle that, then they should be good this year. But who knows? Okay. Thanks, Josh. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we will come back and finish the BYU college football preview. 
Welcome back to a Name Change Pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. I'm joined by co-hosts Josh Keel and Tommy Jerome. Gentlemen? Ruthless Lupe. Ruthless underscore Lupe. Ruthless underscore Lupe. That's Tommy's Twitter handle. So welcome back to a Name Change Pending. I'm on with Josh Keel today. We're doing a preview for the BYU football upcoming college season. We just finished talking about the offense and touching on Young Gun Zach Wilson. Talked about some of the wide receivers, Matt Bushman at tight end. You were touching on Young Gun? Well, I wasn't touching on Young Gun. I was just making sure we were all on the same page. The Young Gun gets touched by no one. <laughs> He's untouchable. That's right. <laughs> Especially with that dope offensive line you were talking about. So we'll move on real quick to the BYU defensive side of the ball. Right. So Josh, the, the players to replace go. from last year are Sione Takitaki and uh, Corbin Kafusi. Sione Takitaki and uh, Corbin Kafusi left KI. So they got to replace all those tackles from those two guys. Um, they should be okay at linebacker. I feel like that's their strongest position on defense. They got this dude named Zane Anderson who's coming back. He's Super fast, and uh, he plays the like field side uh, linebacker. Does he make fast guys look not so fast? He does. He does. And then uh, Isaiah Kafusi. There, there's three more Kafusis on the team. It's ridiculous. There's Kafusis everywhere. Yeah, there every are. year there's at least two more Kafusis uh-huh. coming into I, the BYU. I program. feel like they're they're so Do, spread are out. Are they now. a Bingham school? No, they're uh, t- Provo High. Is it Provo they're Provo, all coming Provo out of? Provo High is where Kafusis come from, yep. So there's three more on the they team this year. Two paint, of them. Painting with a broad brush there. <laughs> Provo's where Kafusis come from. <laughs> their mom Their mom is the mayor of Provo. Seriously? Fact. Fact. <laughs> so. All right, well, I guess your broad brush is fair. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> so they, uh, they got two more of them. Isaiah Kafusis, really good. Um, he was noticeably missing in the second half of the Utah game last year, like noticeably. Well, I didn't notice him missing. I just noticed Utah win the game. When Utah started making all making more plays on offense, it was right after Kafusi got hurt. That's a fact. That's not just uh, my opinion. True story. So, in fact, I think they had zero points when Kafusi was in. So um, he's he's back and good. Um, there's a dude named Peely. There's two dudes named Peely who are Bingham High guys, I think, that are um, – Vying for middle linebacker, and then the the biggest stud on the team on the defensive side is Kyrie's Tonga. This might be his last year playing college ball because he he's pretty t- he's pretty badass. Do they have that that monster that was playing linebacker there? What that was playing? He, he I think he was a defensive tackle or something. You mean the like four hundred pound guy? Yeah, like yeah, six yeah. foot Mo, eight. Mo something. Yeah, he he got cut. A giant, giant monster of a fellow, and he, yeah. they had him at linebacker. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Why did he get cut? He wasn't a football player. He was just a big dude. So the biggest, the biggest question mark on the defense for BYU is can their defensive line create any pressure? Because if their defensive line can't create pressure and the linebacker's got to be blitzing all the time, then we might be screwed. But if they can, if they can get a little pressure from the defensive line, then the linebackers can run around and do all the things linebackers are supposed to do, and then they should be all right. What about your defensive secondary? Secondary, we got a lot of returning guys. They're, um, they had two guys who were supposed to be here at corner that, for whatever reason, haven't checked into school yet. I don't know if it's grades. They're like transfers from JUCOs and stuff. I don't know if they 
can't get into school or like what's going on with them. Last chance BYU. Kind of, kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, that's that's what they're known for. They're known for just letting anyone in with you know whatever character laugh. things. <laughs> um, Tommy lulled. So uh, they moved Diane Guanaluco over to Corno, Corner, Corno. Corn. Man, Corn. that last name messes me up. They moved him to Corner. Diane Guadalupe. Guanaluco. Tommy, Google that and spell it. Spell it out loud. It'll be in the G's. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so they moved him from safety to corner. So they got two dudes named Austin starting at corner right now. McChit, no, Austin Lee and Austin, yeah, Austin Confensis. And uh, then the other corner is going to be someone, but we're not sure who yet. So the secondary is kind of, they're all experienced, so they should be okay. But they, uh, who knows how good they're going to be because BYU did not typically have a strong secondary. So, yeah, I'd say they're going to be ride or die on the linebackers this year because those guys, they got a couple, they got this ride dude. Ride or die, brother. They got this dude named Chaz Ayu who came back from his mission as well, who's going to be an outside linebacker. They probably have five or six really good linebackers and then hopefully get, they can get some defensive linemen going. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and go over BYU's schedule before we wrap up this football preview for the Brigham Young University Cougars. Welcome back to Name Change Pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. Find me on Twitter at BPriest24. That's at B-P-R-E-E-C-E-24. Joined by Josh Keel, giving us a little insider rundown on BYU Cougar football. Yep, I'm Josh Keel. Josh is here, and Tommy Jerome chiming in every once in a while. I'm I'm Tommy Jerome, a.k.a. Ruthless Lupe. Pew, 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 pew! Ruthless Lupe! That's me. Thanks, Tommy. So we've gone over the offense and the defense for BYU, and now we'll just do a real quick rundown. I want Josh to go over their 2019 schedule. We're going to start with the op- season opener against the University of Utah mm-hmm. at BYU. Yep. Uh, I'm a BYU fan, so I'm always going to pick them to win that game regardless. So Real- BYU, BYU win. Realistically, okay. Realistically, I think it's like talent-wise kind of close. Utah's really, really good this year, so I don't have like I wouldn't bet my house on it or anything like that. But I think there are ways BYU can win. It's just a matter of if they pull them off. It seems like every year we choke so very, very hard in that game, and so it's avoiding that. And I'm hoping they can, you know, not choke. So I'll pick them, but understanding that I'm not like bragging to anyone beforehand that we're gonna win the game. But it wouldn't be a surprise if Shane Lizard makes an appearance in the. Uh... BYU locker room before the game. It would not be a surprise if probably not before the game. Probably at halftime. That's when Shane Lizard shows up. That's true. It is more of a halftime Shane Lizard appearance. Literally, literally, last year up twenty at halftime. I turn to my brother and I say, "Can our players hold on to this? Can our coaches coach a win? They don't know how to coach a win." I was there, and they didn't. They did not. They did not. No one. They didn't know what to do with their hands. Yeah, they didn't catch the ball. Came out and went. Okay, just just don't mess up this drive. All we have to do is not mess up this one drive, and we've got momentum. What happens on that drive? Does anyone remember? Oh, I remember. Pick six. That's what I actually on that drive. I, I, to the house. I remember hearing. We'll just I'll share this story really quick, and then we'll move on. But I, I remember hearing a sound clip of uh, Coach Sataki in the third quarter, mm-hmm. 
after Utah had scored again to cut the lead to it was a one score game at that point. Yeah. And the microphones have actually picked up Coach Sataki on the sideline saying, "I'm gonna go get a hot pretzel." <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on, Tommy. That you're gonna take that one. I'm gonna get a hot pretzel. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll cover the next game. We've got at Tennessee. I know that's yeah. kind of near and dear to you, Josh. Tennessee, you're gonna be traveling I'm out there. We're going sitting on the front row at Tennessee. Sitting, they're doing a checker game for that game. So there's gonna be the checker, oh, orange and white, orange and white ah. checkerboard. We're sitting in an orange section. We found out, and then there's gonna be a big royal blue section too, because BYU already sold out their their allotment of tickets. Plus all the StubHub tickets. I bet we're going to have about 10,000 people, BYU fans out there. It's going to be exciting. See, you say 10,000 like it's a lot. That's stadium seats like 107,000. Right, but so. most, most teams from the, what's considered the West Coast by SEC people don't get 10,000 people to their game. So it is a big it is a big visiting crowd for a non-conference game for Tennessee. It's going to be about a tenth of the stadium fans, so don't, don't will be get a tenth it twisted. Of fan. It will be a tenth of the stadium. Okay, so then we've got USC and Washington, two big Pac-12 schools coming into BYU. Here's my here's my worry about those two games. Okay, USC is getting crapped on so much by everyone. I'm afraid they're going to be better than everybody thinks they're going to be, but they could be a total mess because it doesn't seem like uh, Clay Hilton really knows how to write the ship there. Yes. So I have high hopes that we're going to beat USC this year and not high hopes that we're going to beat Washington because Chris Peterson's a really good coach. They have really good talent, and they whooped the crap out of us last year. So I'd split that game, and hopefully we'll get USC in that one. Okay, and Toledo to end September Toledo, at Toledo. At Toledo. So the next not the Mud Hens, not the Mud Hens, the other Toledo. Yeah. So um, I think they're Rockets. So, Something like that. That's I, what I'm picturing. I think so. The Rockets, yellow and blue. The I know their colors Rockets. are yellow and blue. So uh, that game's worrisome because they're picked to like t- take first or second in their conference. And it's a road game, and we just will have gotten done playing Washington. And I feel like emotionally that's going to be a huge letdown to go from playing Tennessee, USC, Washington, and then Toledo doesn't sound like much, but talent-wise they're not going to be terrible. So that game worries me a little bit. Yeah, then you've got a bye week and go to to Southern Florida, October 12th. Is that where... Um, no, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Not Lane Kiffin. Lane not Kiffin's Lane Kiffin. Florida Atlantic. Kiffin's Florida Atlantic. Yep. Okay. USF so, is the Bulls. They're okay. Again, that game worries me because they got all those Florida kids who are hella fast, and so, you know, that causes problems for BYU. It's just mad athleticism, so I, I don't know how they're going to do in that game either. Possibility. So, for me, the possibility is 3-3 three and three at that point in the season. Boise State at home, October 19th. I uh, like to think we can get them, but if I had to trade the Boise State game for the Utah State game, I would. Utah State's going to be the next game. Yep. They've got a bye October 26th after Boise State, and yep. then they travel up to Logan. Yep, and usually Utah State has a bye coming into us. We have a bye going to them. It's weird they're not playing in October this year. Normally that, that game is the Friday of conference weekend. Right. Anybody who's not from Utah, I'm not going to bother explaining it because who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, – I'd just like them to win at least one of those, either Boise State or Utah State, and I don't care which one. Okay. So at this point, I have them, when I'm doing like my picks, I'd have them at four and four because they've split every one of these groupings we've four talked about. Four and four through eight games. Through- that's after the Utah State game on yep. November 2nd. Then, then we've got four games that I, I'm not going to do them individually. We've the- got Liberty and Idaho State traveling to Provo, and then... BYU traveling to UMass and San Diego State. It'll be nice to get out of Provo late November. Right. I don't Pick know if, on the I don't Aztecs. Know if, uh, Northern Massachusetts is where you want to go late in November. Yeah, but, but San Diego is nice. San Diego would be nice. San Diego would be nice. That That's the only game that even is bothersome in that because San Diego mm-hmm. State can put together a good team. They, Idaho State's not even an FBS, 
school. No, they're not Division Two. FCS they're, or they're, whatever yeah, it there's, is. They're Weber State level, I think. Yeah. So, um, but not as good as Weber State. Um, Stat stuff. In and then uh, San Diego State really hates BYU. Yeah. So they might. You sure it's just San Diego State? <laughs> well, of those last four, they hate them the most. So that's that's the only game of that I'm worried about. But I so I think eight and four is probably where they end up. Okay, so you've got BYU finishing the season eight and four. Yep. Do you have a particular bowl game you'd like to travel to see them in? Uh, well, they as long as they don't go undefeated and they qualify, they'll go to the Hawaii Bowl, and I already have tickets to the Hawaii Bowl. So yes. Good talk, Josh. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, thanks for coming on and joining us, John, Tommy. Thanks for for being involved with us on the BYU football podcast. I try. Don't forget Ruthless Lupe on YouTube. Pew new, pew. New songs every week. Ruthless underscore Lupe. He's on SoundCloud. He's on uh, Audible. Everywhere There's, you get your music. If, if it makes sound. Is it Audible for books? Yeah. Yeah, Audible is for books. You knew where books are. Good job, Tommy. Proud of you, Tommy. Well, books that you don't have to read. That's true. Books That's that true. you can listen to. Not necessarily books without pictures. You can follow along. You can. You can. But So this has been a, a name change pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. As we said, I've been joined by Josh Keel and Tommy Jerome today. I know how to read. Rise and shout. There's no doubt about it. I put together prep sheets for every show we do, and Tommy takes a look at them before the show starts and occasionally asks questions. So the evidence suggests he can read. Do any of the questions go like, what's the squiggly one? Well, it's it's a lot more like, uh, where does the small brown fox jump? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Like gotcha. over the lazy dog would yeah, be yeah, the yeah. answer. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So um, appreciate you joining us on A Name Change Pending. And look for our other shows later this week on FIBA Team USA. And then Tommy and I are going to do another show on the FIBA world field. Mm. And then uh, probably try and get it, get something in there talking about the NFL. But thanks for joining us. And we will catch you next time. La, 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 la.